0: everyone, it is Dave and Jeff. It is August 3rd, 2021.
1: Dave, I have deja vu. It feels like this just happened. Let people know why you pushed out of letting your goddamn mistake go out over the air. Because I was trying you to decide. Say we don't edit. We
0: don't edit, but I was like, it's the first words out of my mouth, and it was the date. And I was like, I got to clear my throat, but I can make it, and I couldn't. <laughs> so here we are.
1: Here we are. Round two. <laughs> Round two. We're always bragging. We never edit. Yeah. Uh, Dave, now we no longer hear the intro music. This fucking show is spiraling downhill faster and faster.
0: But you sound good in your own headphones, correct?
1: I never sound good in my own headphones. I haven't for 23 years, so I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, uh, God damn, I had a flashback to Earl Weaver right there, right? Remember when he was talking about the tomato plant? Um, (laughs) Happy belated year. What is this? 23. Well, it would have been 20. It's the start of 24, right? Yes. God, Dan Williams lit you up the other day. about How do you feel about that?
0: Hold on. Which part? He goes after me all the time. I, I was so busy this weekend that I didn't look at my phone oh, a lot. Well, well,
1: well, what were you doing?
0: I was coaching baseball. I was up in Irvine. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: So well, that, that anniversary show that I blew off, well, you, were, you weren't down here?
0: Well, well, once you said you're going to Los Lobos, oh. so I was like, well, I'm going to go coach.
1: Oh, is that how it played out?
0: That's what happened.
1: Oh, that's what happened. okay. Oh you and that dipshit booty you. Why that asshole believes anything yeah. you say? As a Kings fan, he embarrasses me. You gotta <laughs> be better than that. Don't listen to this dipshit. Uh, <laughs> drag him. I was there's nothing funnier. Did you see his uh his tweet to you? No, no, what do you write to me? So Sunday was the twenty third anniversary of this show, which is pretty funny. Thank you to everybody who has supported it. Why you do, Dave, I'm pretty sure I speak for you. I have no idea why. We have no idea why anybody would listen to this shit. Because they it. hear the
0: other stuff. The bar oh. is really low in this town. Dave, what are you trying to say?
1: Coach, I was out uh, in Spring Valley. I went over to uh, Paul's Pizza. That's good. What would you get? <laughs> well, I had a little uh, Cobb salad. dude. Work you over later? Pardon me? Did it give you the trot, you old fuck? Excuse me? um. But, yeah, that fucking show. Dude, that's exactly every call right
2: there. It's every there. call.
1: I've ruined Darren's show, by the way, because all you guys are like me and Dave. We just tune in. There's, there's For the train wreck. Yes. And I love just the obnoxious gaps during bench the coach i seem to go to lunch every day <laughs> during bench the coach and it's like uh brayden what are we gonna do today and it's like a four second pause you're like Fuck, didn't like radio go up <clears throat> <laughs> uh coach today the topic's gonna be baseball hey hey he's always so fucking excited like it's like he just found a twenty dollar bill in his goddamn khakis.
0: Dude, if you did a drinking game of how many times he says the word "ball game" in a show, did you? You'd be but, tanked by by twelve forty.
1: But miserable Padre fan wrote it the other day. B o l l g a y m e, and I almost it's so fucking perfect. Yeah, a ball game. Yeah. So that guy you have, but anyways. 23 years of this bullshit. Uh, Jimmy Bencourt said he went into the wallet, paid up through Patreon, which was nice. So thank you to all you guys that did that. But uh, yeah, we move on for year 24. But you're right, Dave. While you were in Irvine, did you guys win?
0: We did. We went undefeated.
1: I'm very proud of you.
0: And I got a chance to use my line and everything. Which was Coach on the other team was upset. We were winning 12 to 3 yesterday. And he says, you're lucky we're still playing this game. I told him, get off the cross. We need the wood.
1: That, okay, that's not your line. I, no, I got a
0: chance to use the line. Okay. I, said. I didn't say my line.
1: It's a movie called Sorted Lives. Yes. Which my buddy Kurt Geiger is in. Yes. Very, very like dark underground cult movie that is so goddamn funny. It is really a funny. I don't know that it's streaming anywhere, but Sorted Lives, San Diego Zone, Kurt Geiger in it. And that's what the guy says. Is one buddy, I think, it's, uh, I think it's Bo Bridges, is in there moping and crying about something. <laughs> His buddy tells him, God damn it, Norbert, that's about enough out of you. How about you come down off that cross? We need the wood. And he goes, shit, that's good writing. All right, while you were there, you ever been to the OC Fair? No, I
0: never have. I'm not a big fair guy. I've only been to the San Diego Fair or Del Mar Fair one time, and that was with you and Vera.
1: That was a good fair. You know what I'm talking about, Vera? Don't she act- just
0: posted a picture yesterday of that, that time we all went.
1: Really? Yeah. Um. Maybe in the time of Trevor Bauer and Deshaun Watson and other maniacs, uh, uh, Cuomo. Maybe I shouldn't make any jokes about anything. But the fair, I used to work at Off Track Betting. I worked at Off Track Betting. So the Del Mar Fair would come every year. Yeah. And I would tell my buddy Deuce Spruce every year, this is the year, Bruce, 21 days of this fair. And from day one, I'm going to get a corn dog and an RC Cola because it's the only place that sold it at the fair. I don't know why they made a deal. 22nd Ag District would, like, who knows what Coke or Pepsi would pay.
0: Yeah, the these, forum did the same thing, RC Cola.
1: Yeah, goddamn, 22nd was so, they're still fucked up. The 22nd District, uh agriculture who runs the fairgrounds they're they're just a wreck so i told deuce bruce you know, well every year it was like it started with like 16 days then be 18 days 22 days I'm telling you 22 days we're here we goddamn corndog and rc color no you're not i go don't fucking doubt me day one bruce this is so good i can't wait for day two day two would come this is legendary What I tell you, 18 days, should have bet you 50 bucks. By day three, about halfway through, yeah, I'm probably not going to (laughs)
0: finish. Are you one of those guys
1: that nods on the stick after you get the corn dog? No. But who remembers, we went to the Orange County Fair the other day, and I was telling a friend of mine, I go, you know what? The fair is a fucking joke. Because when the Del Mar Fair, and it wasn't, it was like 84, 85. You could go to the Del Mar Fair and you would see the double-headed goat. <clears throat> you would see the guy with the world's largest feet. You would see the fully- tacked- Did you see
0: his feet or just his shoes?
1: No, he had his feet out. Oh, he did? And he had that thing like, uh, you know, like people that smoke? Yeah. And they have that- The blowhole? Yeah. Hey, everybody, uh, come in, move right up close. We've right up close. I do have souvenir pictures available for three dollars. I'm like, the fuck am I gonna do with that? Send
0: it out your Christmas card.
1: Yeah, and you looked at it, and he was about four fucking bills, and he's sitting there in one of those goddamn Costco nylon folding chairs, right? And he's yeah. pounding RC colas. And uh like, people just walk in, just stare at this dude's feet.
0: Could they close the coffin when he dropped
1: dead? Because his
0: feet were so fucking long.
1: Oh, you're gonna <laughs> come off, Dave. Cut those fuckers off. Let's go. Time's money. But then,
0: uh what size was he? Now I'm I'm curious.
1: What do you mean his feet? Yeah, like they were they were big, fat feet. Oh, he was like the... a sloth. <laughs> they, I guarantee you, there's people listening right now that remember Pete and Point Loma and Billy. Of absolutely course. remember those guys would. Yeah, the double-headed goat. They had all those sideshows. And you could go, and they had, uh, like, the sword swallower guy. Yeah. And he would do, you know, say, hey, we're going to start off with your basic steak knife. Uh, Great. And then the next thing you know, this fucking guy is, like, dropping this sword about the size of this table. And he said to my buddy, Mike Paoli, okay, when this thing goes and I give you the sign, pull the sword out. So he drops this thing in, and you can tell he's like turning blue. Oh Christ. And he looks at my buddy Paola, he's like, get rid of this thing. And Paola goes, Fuck no, I'm not touching that thing. And the guy's like, panic, like he's Houdini yeah. drowning underwater. And some asshole from Point Loma just yells, just pull it out yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? You put it in, you pull it out. Yeah. So you could go and there'd be all kinds of crazy shit. It was so fun. They had to. When you were a kid, you go to the fair in Tennessee? I
0: did. I do remember that. I remember sitting on those swings that would just you go in that 360 and just yep. swing you around and you look like you could see the entire fair and you're sideways yes. in that fucking swing and you're looking at that chain and going, is this thing going to like
1: Break off and just fucking swing. Eventually
0: it does. It Eventually to, right? someone goes flying. Yeah. Right. Scaring the fuck out of me. And then it would do that jump. All of a sudden, like the chain would jump. Yeah, you go is, and you look up. Is this thing gonna gonna ungo?
1: Ah, uh, are they gonna the launch way. me thirty yards, dude? Thirty <laughs> yards? <laughs> gonna launch you to the fucking ocean in Del Mar, dude? You would be gone, woo, gone into the fucking water.
0: Yeah, no, um, no, not a fair guy. Anytime you think they take it on the road, you're like, it's not very smart.
1: They uh. And I love when you go in, we went and walked around.
0: How much was it to get in or do you not have to pay because you were going to see the show?
1: We, our concert tickets, reserve seats were 20 bucks and it included, included admission to the fair. Okay. Now, Del Mar has been, I saw the cult at Del Mar a couple of years ago and they were great. But I don't think we even walked around. I think we just came in and went to the show and bailed, right? Yeah. Like maybe walked to Midway once. But... um. Yeah, ten bucks to park. Yeah, and you got up there, and it was just like, I mean, I know now with this Delta variant, the idea of walking around with forty thousand unmasked people may not have been the best idea. Um, but it just it gave you a little sense of normalcy to just go and and hang out, walk around, and Dave, they do it uh, for locals. It's all the guys that are in, like, Bing Crosby Hall or Pat O'Brien building yeah, selling all their shit. I didn't see anybody selling chamois. <laughs> what happened to chamois? You're right. They were popular. Right? Hey, now right here, you've got a spill of tomato juice. Uh-oh, not anymore. That's where you use your number three chamois. Like, what? Fuck, a guy to have, like, six of them. You have your pocket size. And you're, everyone's buying. I need that. I need it. Yeah, you just see those assholes walking around, yeah. carrying it over their shoulder like uh, like a WWE title belt. <clears throat> but we went, and super fun. And then, uh, do you know the Blasters, Dave?
0: Yeah, I know the group, the Blasters.
1: All right. So, the Blasters, old school LA rock and roll. It was Phil and Dave Alvin. Yeah, And then uh, the bass player and the drummer, I mean, it's, it's basically been the same lineup for 40 years. Yeah, everybody looked 100. Dude, I'm telling you. Yeah. So Dave Alvin has not played with the Blasters in quite a while. Okay. And I was going to see, so it's Phil, same bass player, same drummer, new guitar player, who's great. We are going to see him twice last year, and they got shut down because uh, Phil had been fighting pneumonia. First show they've done in like two years, so he comes out. The voice isn't quite as strong as we all remember, but shit, as a band, Dave, all these guys are really close to seventy. Yeah, which gives me such a another appreciation for the Stones because Jagger's seventy eight and is a goddamn machine, and the voice sounds great. Keith Richards, Ronnie Wood, Charlie Watts, but for me, I love the Blasters. Belly up. The whole thing. <clears throat> so they come out, play an hour, tear the place down. Because that's their, they're from Downing. So that's a home game for them. They go off and now out comes Los Lobos. Yeah. Same thing, right? You go, fucking Caesar and David Hidalgo, right? Same thing. Belly up fair. I've seen these guys. Humphreys, thousand times Go Fuck. These guys are 70. I'm telling you, for Music fans, I cannot recommend Los Lobos enough. They do the same thing every time I see them. They come out. The other night, they started with Will the Wolf Survive, legendary tune by them. Dude, honestly, God, I know one song. Which one? La Bamba. Well, I'll get to that. Okay, that's the only song I know. Uh, You would know more. Like, as they're playing them, you would know more. But they play some traditional Mexican songs, which was insanely cool because you got probably 10,000 at the Pacific Amphitheater. And Dave, I don't know where I've ever been at a concert where everybody is singing like full voice in Spanish. And in this amphitheater, it's like, go and here's the other thing, Dave. At this concert, everybody was so great. You know, sometimes go and people are just douchebags or they're assholes, like everybody just talking. And I don't know what it is about the OC Fair. I've seen three shows there This will happen anytime you see a show there. There'll be some fucking guy who spends like 10 bucks and he buys a thing like the size of the bucket behind you. The Rawlings baseball Baseball bucket. bucket. Yeah, It's that big full of chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) And this guy, they'll always have one that they're gnawing on and then it's the one hand with the bucket in your face. You got to try one of these. You're like, what? No, I'm good. Come on. And he just is, like, relentless. People are just trying to have a fucking margarita and smoking (laughs) weed, getting high. And uh, so Los Lobos comes out. They do the same thing all the time. It always starts off mellow for 25 minutes, and then they fucking kick it in and tear the place down. And they did it again the other night. So all of a sudden... They go, uh, hey, tonight it's a night about LA rock and roll. We're so thankful to the Blasters, who were very instrumental when we started. We'd like to bring out Phil Alvin. So we go, that's great. And he goes, and Dave Alvin too. No, wait, the Blasters just played an hour. Yeah. Dave doesn't come out and play anything with the Blasters, but now the two brothers come out and play with Los Lobos. So they came out played i got loaded right and then it and phil goes out dave alvin stays for the last 20 minutes plays guitar same thing dave these fuckers are all in their 70s and tore it up and they they ended playing la bamba
0: so let me ask you because i saw your video and i'm looking at the crowd yeah what's the average age of the people that are there dude
1: that's why i love that show i was the youngest guy dude, there, i knew like right? it's years. like
0: visiting florida There's always somebody there older than you.
1: They're all, there was more fucking weed. Of course. And, and then, uh, but it was just, you know, a lot of people blowing off steam, man, that has probably been built up for whatever, 15, 16 months, just having a blast. So fuck the youngest person there. Uh, shit. My buddy, Greg Waite from San Diego was there with his, uh. Two kids. His two kids had to be in their 20s. Yeah. We take them out as we grade on the curve. Uh, Take me and uh, Wendy out. Yeah, probably youngest from there is probably 57. (laughs) And you just, I'm watching in front of me, like these two ladies that had to be. Dave, they had to be in their 70s. Yeah. Had to be. They fucking danced (laughs) up a storm during the Blasters and during Los Lobos, and then it closed out with X. Now, X is old school L.A. punk and John Doe uh, and Lee Ving. Now, Lee Ving's not in the group anymore. Honestly, I don't know. I I know the name. I know the band, but I didn't know a lot of them. A lot of it cleared out because L.A., you know, East L.A. was out to support Los Lobos. Holy fuck are they good, man. Holy fuck. So man. how long were you there for? Uh, shit. Blasters played an hour. Yeah. Right in the blasting sun where it's about 2,000 degrees. It was hot this weekend up there. Yeah. And then they, um, yeah, fuck you. were Right in yeah. Irvine, too. It was
0: 100 degrees.
1: Yeah. Uh, it was like a 15-minute set change. Yeah. And Los Lobos came out and probably played an hour and a half. And they were just. God, they're so good. So, um, a friend of mine I was with, she knew X a little bit. I don't really know those guys, um, but they were they were fun too. We probably yeah. hung out for like five, six songs of theirs, and then got the fuck out of there. But um, yeah, hopefully next year, like Del Mar's back. But Del Mar has changed. They do a lot of safe shows here. Yeah, they do. And. And I don't know that they would book, not that the crowd was rowdy. There weren't any fights. Everybody was fine. Um, But I don't know if they would book the Blasters and Los Lobos down here. 15, 20 years ago? Yeah, for sure. But shit, man, they were outstanding. Love those dudes.
0: That is, that's well That's good, man. I'm glad he had a good time. That's, uh, that's exciting. You gotta go start seeing live music, Dave. Well, it's always fun to go out. I'm, yeah. I'm going, uh, I think, I'm, believe it or not, I'm going to another Luke Bryan concert in September. But and the only can- reason I'm going, and again, I don't need to see another Luke Bryan concert. I'm going for the fact it's to get out, to go with a group yeah. of friends that say, hey, when are we going to a concert? It's one right. we all agree on. Let's go. Down the street. It's not far from here.
1: Now, do you guys from here, yeah. do, you, do you drive or you Uber? I drive. Yeah, I drive. Yeah,
0: and we but honestly we do all our drinking before the concert starts. I mean, that's the, yeah. you, we drink drinking the parking lot. You got three hours to sober up.
1: Now, I no, I, but we're all
0: adults. We aren't yeah, idiots that morons. don't know where our limit is.
1: Um, I went. Think about how many great shows have been down there.
0: Oh right? yeah, a ton, man. Dude, Ozzy Osbourne's down there? Kiss Dude, goes there. I mean, it's great all the time. Jake used to tell me all the time, we got to go see Ozzy. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we never went. You know, so, but you, you all the time. You sit there and you go. There are great shows over there.
1: Um, the last, well,
0: I don't even know what it's called anymore. Matt, is it called Mattress Firm?
1: SDCCU. Is it? I think I think they're sponsoring it now. Okay. Yeah, and they're stepping up and sponsoring a bunch of shit. But my kids, we used to, we've talked about. It. We used to go to Aquatica all the time. Yeah, and we went drove through there, Dave. I don't know. It's probably been two months now. Holy shit! That back parking lot. The weeds look like they were five feet tall. (laughs) Like, I wonder if they've gone in and cleaned that up. And the other great thing about Pacific Amphitheater, which they have never done at this place, and anybody, when I go, what's the biggest problem at Coors Amphitheater? Because it's what we all will always remember it as. I don't know why they fucking can't hire five people to direct traffic to get us all the fuck out of there.
0: No, it's terrible. It is.
1: Pacific Amphitheater... People rolling out. Of course. Staples Center, Forum, mm. wherever you see shows, I don't know what it is in San Diego. I feel like it's that way at the arena too. Yeah. Where there's never people just directing traffic, getting us the fuck out of there.
0: No, it's funny when people who come here from other cities will say, What is the deal with your traffic control? They say it about Charger Terrible. Games, they say it all the Terrible. time.
1: Right. Charger games were exactly the same. You Perfect know? example.
0: They go, well, How come you guys it said you go to a game in Kansas City and they go you you get right out. They know exactly what to do.
1: Do you know what makes people insane? And and we have it all over town. Carlsbad is terrible. Our entire traffic would be so much better if we paid somebody $31,000. Downtown, it's great. The lights are all relatively synced up downtown. Yeah. But drive around La Mesa, drive around Carlsbad, and realize how many times you go through a green light only to go 300 yards and hit a red light. Sure. Sure. And then that turns green, and you do it again. Dude, that fucks up everything. And you see guys that say, it it literally takes nothing. Yeah. You sink everything, and everything stays green going east to west, and then everything stays green going north to south. And, David, like you said, traffic control. Whoever does in Carlsbad, uh, fucking jerk off. <laughs> The guy at Carlsbad should be embarrassed, but La Mesa's just as bad.
0: Yeah. The best is, uh, you ever get, be, it sounds terrible. You ever get behind an ambulance? Yes. And they can, and it's the best, because you get behind an ambulance, and they change all the lights, and yeah. you get to exactly where
1: you're going if you're staying on the same street. You ever watch how mad they get if the lights don't flip?
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, they yeah. Start,
1: they start, because it's supposed to pick up this the sensor, right? Like the strobe.
0: I didn't is, even know. I just thought they had, like, a clicker, like, use for your garage door. I have there, no idea, but they always change as green for them.
1: No, there's, I think it's, if I remember right, from talking to dispatch a couple of times, because there were a couple of times when talking to Jimmy Betancourt about yeah. doing dispatch. So you go do sit-alongs. Holy shit, how fun. And so nice, man. The CHP or Sheriff, those people that do dispatch, God damn! because they are hearing everything going on. And I asked him one time, and they said, Dave, it's, it's a strobe light. And the strobe light is supposed to...
0: Change a green and turn yeah. the other one red.
1: Yeah, kind of like your garage door opener. Yeah. And then, like anything in this fucking town, <laughs> never works. And then they get so mad, they just start strobing it. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> never picks up,
0: but yeah. No, it never, never picks up. You know, it's funny. I drove by the new stadium where they're going to be playing Aztec football. What would you think? Fucking, I hate it. Why? It's, it's a just fucking disaster. Why? Because right now, when you look to see, this is so San Diego. What's happening right now is the SEC is turning into this major yes. conference.
1: Keep going. They're, Let me hear okay. this.
0: Okay, so the SEC is going to end up with Texas, Oklahoma, Clemson, yep. and Florida State.
1: So what does that mean?
0: That means the Big 12 is looking for teams. Wow. Just like we've been saying since 2012. Yes.
1: And we got a brand new stadium. Fuck.
0: And now What's it, the problem? It's too fucking small and the Big 12 doesn't want San Diego State.
1: Can you believe how fucking tiny that thing is?
0: Dude, it's ridiculous.
1: Probably not the first time you heard that. There,
0: there's, there's stadiums in high school in Dude, Texas that are bigger than this
1: one. Dave, I've been at Helix High every day for the last 10 days. Yeah. It's incredibly funny you said that because when they announced that, And they talked about the seats. You, of course, were fucking bitching and complaining. It's too fucking small. We always do it small. I told you, I shut up. I drove by the other day. I go, holy shit! You're exactly right. Yeah. It's. I don't think there are enough people that understand just what a cluster fuck this city is. Yeah. We do so many things wrong. And the problem is we're too fucking arrogant as a city to admit we fucked it up. Dave is so right on that. And I looked at that. It's going to be, what, 34,000? Dude,
0: it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. No conference now, Who and all these conferences are desperate. Yes. No one wants San Diego State.
1: We, and and I'm not saying you had to go 70,000 No, you didn't. You could have gone 45 and probably you got You probably
0: it. could have gone, yeah, you probably could have gone 45 to 60 and been 100% in. And so the Pac-12 wants nothing to do with you. The, no. the Big Ten wants nothing to do with you. The Big 12 now wants nothing to do with you. And they're talking about all the schools that you're used to seeing. Do you know what I think BYU, it is? BYU, Utah State. You're seeing all, like, yeah. what the fuck? Do, Colorado State. What the yeah. fuck just happened?
1: Do you know what I think it is? I it, This is just strictly my opinion, and I think I'm right. I think they built this thing thinking we're going to build it at 35. It'll be cozy for us. And I think, Dave, they looked and said, we'll get that MLS money. Yeah. We'll get... I agree with you. We'll get the money that Soccer City, but if we build it at 45, it's going to be too big for the MLS. Yep. And they didn't... They couldn't see the forest through the trees. And they should have just said, um, we're going to build... If, if J.D. Wicker, who everybody jerks off in this town, like yeah. the guy's a goddamn legend... If he's Jim Sterk or Jeff Schimmel or or fucking Rick Bay, yeah, uh, Fred Miller, any of the guys that have been there, I'm sorry. They would have looked at it and said, what drives sports is college football. Yeah, We have lost the NFL, but we can become an impact college football market over the next five, 10 years because we're a great football town. We believe in our program. We've got beautiful facilities on campus. And if we build a Big 12 quality stadium, then we believe either the Big 12 or the Pac-12 may come down here. And we may have a legit shot. And he fucking thinks small. Yes. Stop treating this guy like he's a legend. He's a fucking dipshit.
0: This is, I mean, this is a major mistake right here. And we aren't even done. I mean, this is a major mistake. And say, we've done this with the convention center. Mm We fucked this up. We fucked
1: up the airport. I mean, fucked up the arena now. We fucked up the arena. Todd Gloria fucked that up. We do this
0: all the time. This is what we do. And we're supposed to be a major city. And we fucked this up. It's so crazy that if you fly international, you got to. Get in your car and go to LAX. You talk about when you moved yeah. to London and your mom giving you a ride.
1: Yeah. You had to go to LAX. Or, or you fly what I do, fly from here to Chicago and then go Chicago. I mean, I'm going to. I mean, we
0: should have an international airport. Yeah. They have one in San Francisco. They have one in LA. Why don't we have one in San Diego?
1: I think we could probably fly here to Mexico. <laughs> Most people
0: who do that go over the border to TJ and then fly to TJ.
1: I did that when I flew to Monterey with the pods. And, yeah, my, my ex is taking my kids next year to Belize and Guadalajara. Really? Yeah, they're going to cool. go for a spring break. And she was saying today, she goes, fuck, why would I fly from San Diego? I'll fly from Tijuana. Yeah. And the Tijuana airport's great, Dave. I don't know if you've ever flown out of there. But, I mean, again, it's been a while since I've been in there. But, shit, it was great. And, and we flew down. And, yeah, we, we – and listen – The other people might say J.D. Wicker knew exactly what he was doing because he answers to the man. And the man ultimately is San Diego State, who said, build it just big enough so we can play football because we want every square inch of that land. Yes. And they're going to make us build some fucking park with a koi pond that homeless guys are going to piss in all night. But if we can put... Uh, on-site living, yeah, right. apartments, and then classrooms, we can get every ounce out of every dollar.
0: Yes, that's the plan.
1: What nobody has talked about yet, and wait till this town finds out, is there was no fucking parking at that place.
0: No, it's going to suck. They went at public transportation all the way through.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't know what poor Nick's going to do. He's writing about goddamn tuna boats in the bike lane and and the Judases. He better figure out a fourth thing into that rotation. He's about to add a fourth pitch <laughs> when he <laughs> figures out he can't park over there. But but you're exactly right. You drive by it and I don't know. Maybe that maybe that uh, back wall moves, right? Like the stage. Okay, and you could push in eighteen thousand extra seats. Great. Sure, sure you can.
0: Sure you can. <laughs> that's a, that's exactly right. Now, very disappointed to see the, exactly what's going to happen and how they, they they've have, missed their mark.
1: They better have the most insane sight lines, right? Dude, they got to play somebody good.
0: I mean, it's straight out. They got to put teams on the schedule that you want to see. It can't be this bullshit anymore. And, it can't be Cal Poly.
1: Can't be Torero Stadium.
0: It can't be Torero Stadium. Absolutely right. Unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It's unbelievable.
1: I drove by it and you look and Kirk Kenny's been doing the pictures and putting those different things in. I think what I saw might have been Jojo Tarantino shared the video where somebody put a drone and the drone flew over it. And I don't know, Dave, that really from the 15, you can't see it. You can see it a little bit from the eight, probably coming down Friars. But if you see that drone where it looks over it, you're like, hang on. (laughs) Is that the north end of the stadium? No, that's the stadium. Yes. You go, what the fuck are we sitting here? Eleven thousand twenty one uh eleven thousand two hundred? (sighs) Huh? Fuck are we doing? Well, we feel like we can have Donny Osmond concerts and people feel (laughs) Yeah. Very that's what and we nobody, did. but I think, in my opinion, yeah, I think Dave, they felt like if we build it at 35, because they they let their mind play tricks on them sitting in that empty Qualcomm stadium and figured, well, this place is way too big, so they over adjusted. Where if they would have just said, well, it might be too big, but the facility sucks, yeah, there's no fan experience at all and it's not worth coming out here because it's just boring
0: the parking thing is going to be huge because everyone has said over and over again that one of their favorite things about charger games and aztec games was the tailgating now you're it's not even available anymore yeah you know, you're getting off the trolley you're walking in the game's over you're getting out you're getting back on the trolley yeah if you're gonna do that
1: hey stop at chipotle on the way in fuck, uh,
0: fuck. <clears throat> it's unbelievable. <throat>
1: And then the other issue is, and look, I don't, I went to the Padre game Saturday night. Yeah, do you
0: ever go to a game when they win? Yeah. Do you?
1: Yeah, I do. (laughs) Don't ask me to name two, but I do. Uh, So we go to the Padre game, and look, as as season ticket holders found out today, prices go up and they're continuing to go up. You got two... You got two $300 million guys on here, and that shit ain't going to pay for itself. Season tickets are going up, right? So all the parking lots are going up because your Ace Parking's taking advantage of that. I mean, sold out again Saturday night when I was down there. And uh, great time. But my ex is a public defender, and she can park for free in her building, at 4th and B. So I said to her, um, because I had Jack and Cade, I said, I'll meet you up there. I'll just grab a meter. And uh, we will just in. Yeah. It's kind of fun walking through downtown on a Saturday night, right? Holy shit. Do we have the problem downtown? Because homeless have always been downtown. Yeah. We get that. It was crazy bad 40 years ago. And then through Father Joe and the Alpha Project. Changes were made and, and programs have been established. And it felt like while you still dealt with the homeless, if you were cool to them, they were cool back to you, right? And, and it was fine. And now, Dave, what you're seeing is the amount of homeless that are fighting severe mental illness yes. and are aggressive and angry and are yelling and fighting the whole thing. Like, dude, it's a bad scene down there. And, and it, it's up and down 8th Avenue. It goes, if you go north of Broadway, it gets pretty bad. We're walking in, it's me and uh, my sons, and it's 4 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. So we park, and uh, we just start walking And this lady says, hey, you guys probably want to go this way because that's you don't really want to walk by there. And I said, okay, thank you. Well, unfortunately, we had to go the direction she said not to go because that's where their mom was. Dave, we walk, and I'm sorry. I've lived here a long time. I've seen a lot of crazy things in this town. Four o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, a guy asleep on the corner, completely naked, who had defecated all over himself, Jesus, and covered in it and sound asleep. At four o'clock in the afternoon, this isn't at 16th and Imperial. It's not down in part of the tent cities down by the five. This is right downtown. And you go, Jesus Christ, right? Like, I mean, he's, I don't have to get graphic. You guys can figure it out. Now, And and I'm with my sons. Now, they're 13, and I just said, you know, man, it reminds you to keep things in perspective. Now we start walking, and we meet their mom, and we're walking, and there's a homeless guy, and he starts yelling and doing everything else. And he kind of took a step towards her. So I look at him, like, and he kind of stops. And then I'm walking, and my ex goes, Jeff. And I turn around, he's, like, walking right at me. And he stops. But you go, fuck, right? Now, and it's funny. I was saying to my kids, I go, if anybody messes with your mom or with you guys, fuck it, it's going. Like, I don't care. Guys can yell at me all day. I laugh at that and i respect the fact that they may be fighting bigger fights but you get close to her them and all that goes out the window david's all over downtown there and for the restaurant owners in the gas lamp that pay such high rents for yep. all of us like that's where you go i i know pete Seidler and and bob i mean we might have to get bob in here um and and Still, the group that is running, Father Joe's running St. Vincent de Paul, uh, after his passing. But God damn, I I don't remember Dave since the early '80s when it's as crazy as it is down there. No,
0: it's uh it's definitely worse than it's ever been. Um, it's interesting though. Let's say somebody walked up to you like that. Let's say the guy continued coming towards you, and now he makes contact with you. What do you do? I mean, don't you feel guilty knocking out a homeless guy?
1: I would have beat the fuck out of yeah. him. Yeah. I, I mean, no I'm ser- if if he would have done anything to yeah, her. I got
0: it. But what if he came and pushed you in the chest or or hit you in the face?
1: Uh, if he hits me a ton. Yeah. If he pushes me, I'm not too worried about that. Because, again, I'm not worried about me. Like, I, you know, just sweep the leg, right? <laughs> Old school. Cobra, Cardiff Cobra Kai. But all kidding aside, of like, it's just one of those things where... But I, and I say this, Dave, and I don't say this being flip or being snarky or anything else. You know, you and I have a little bit of the crazy gene in us. Yeah, unfortunately. And, uh, and so we don't like, but like Vita said, fucking guy could have a knife, could have pepper spray, yeah. like don't do anything. And I, we're coming back that night. You see guys grab stuff out of the CVS and take off running. And my son, Cade, jokingly said, I could have smoked that guy. They're playing tackle football right now, right? So all of a sudden, they're... uh, Who was the guy? Was it Terry Tate?
2: Yeah, Terry Tate.
1: Office linebacker? Yep. He goes, Dad, I could have smoked that guy. Like, I could have just taken him out. I know how to tackle now. And I'm like, I love it, but don't. When I worked at the liquor store, they told us, don't be a hero. You don't know what's going on. So, no. But I think, Dave, there are plenty of people that are probably down there with wives. They may be older people, anything else. And I I don't know what they would do in that situation, right? How far of a walk was it for you to walk over there? Uh, we walked from 4th and B Down. It's probably a mile and change. But, dude, I love downtown. So if you go mile and a half walk, like I, I just love the gas lamp. I love the energy of it. My kids love downtown. Their mom hates it. I do, too. Um, But... So yeah, I mean we. I don't like the feeling of not knowing what's about to
0: happen. Like I'm, I'm paranoid as shit. I'm one of the guy that sits in a restaurant with my back to the wall and always has to be looking at the door.
1: Yeah, you know, and we used to have them in San Diego, and and again, this sounds like I'm making a joke. I'm not. We used to have the guardian angels down there. Yeah, Curtis Lee was guys, and you go, well, I don't, you know, I don't know how who finances that or whatever, but I think the city, if they don't already understand they have a massive problem uh it's it's really really gotten crazy down there that's a shame yeah and like i said we have bob mcelroy and the alpha project love those guys you know what they mean to this show they're doing everything they can but there's so many holes in the dam and you only have a couple of thumbs right so Uh, be careful if you're going down there that's just it's definitely changed um just since 2019, you know, the, the cost of everything is higher, but I would just say an ACE parking, you owe Dave and I a cut. Like you really may want to either, if you park up there, you may want to just take an Uber in. I don't know if the pedicabs, but yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. You saw tonight, Eric announced, uh, that weeknight games are going to move to 640 next year.
0: It's funny. I got a huge survey from the Padres a couple of weeks ago asking me about just that, you know, yeah. what, what about changing weekday games and asking. One, one of the options was 505 starts. I was like, well, that's Well, ridiculous. not during the
1: week, but the yeah. 540 Saturday yeah. start is great. Yeah, And I didn't but, hear anything about that.
0: And so, so they're going to change the weekdays. You said, what, 640? That, that's what it is for the Diamondbacks. Yeah. And I think that's the what I filled out was the six forty. Yeah. I don't understand why you wouldn't stagger some of these West Coast games. Like for us right now, we're watching A's Padres, Dodgers, Astros flipping yeah. back and forth. Why just like in the NFL, you know how yeah. the afternoon games. Yes. And they, they move them around. Because if you're gambling or you want to see the end of a game, you want to be able to stagger them a little bit. But in baseball it never makes sense to me the way they've done it. I'm glad they're moving them to six forty.
1: Uh I want to say thank you to the Padres. I want to tell my son, Jack, he has a bad attitude in the same thing. <laughs> what are you talking about? So Saturday night, we're there. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I look over at my son, and he's on his phone. I go, dude, what are you doing? At the Padre game. I get it. Tatis isn't playing. But wake up. He goes, no. They put a QR code on the screen, and he said, I'm filling out this survey. And if I win, I think I get a game used... Baseball. Okay. I go, oh, shit, that's pretty cool. I go, sorry, I didn't know I thought you're goofing off. I go, how many questions is it? He was like, 15. I go, what are they asking? He goes, ah, just, you know, about music and entertainment and, and those kind of things. And I go, dude, that's really cool. Okay, got it. So about 10 minutes later, the QR code comes up again. So I say to his brother, I go, hey, I'm going to do this thing. This is kind of fun, right? Like, I'm just... I'm kind of curious to know what they're asking. So I fill it out. They go, uh, Hey, thanks so much for supporting Padre baseball. You're interested in a drawing. So about one o'clock today, I get an email. Hey, you didn't J-. have to wait
0: 30 days to possibly win a trip to Vegas?
1: No. <laughs> I didn't have to play uh, Beat Woods or bench the coach or stay awake while during Tony and Chris. I, I, I didn't have to do any of that shit. So today, I get this email. Hey, Jeff, thanks so much for participating the other night. Uh, We have a Padres gift bag we'd like to send you. I go, well, that's fantastic. So I text Jack. I go, hey, did you win? Win what? I go, from the Padres survey. He goes, no. I go, oh, sucks to suck. I did. What? What'd you win? I go, I don't know. But they're going to send it to me. You only did it because I did it. I go, I know. (laughs) Thanks. But now I won. So thank you. So, yeah, I don't know. I'll let you know what I got. But I would encourage anybody when you're out there uh, to do the QR QR codes uh, survey.
0: I hope you got something good. That's cool.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I said thank you very much. Filled it out. I'll let you know what I get. There you go. I probably get uh, Max Scherzer's hat. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: did you hear what Dude, did i you, wanted to
0: get to this i wanted to get, get to into this into whole that. padre thing okay I, I got a bunch of questions i've been thinking about this thing for a long time and it always comes off negative when i say it but when you say it and your constructive criticism it goes over well mm-hmm. I, I really think the padres 100 percent drop the ball okay and and i don't think it's wrong to say that we've said it for a long time they're going for it this is mm-hmm. great they're going for it I've said on this show, if I was the Padres, I'd wait till 2022 when mm-hmm. Clevenger's healthy. And, but and we're like, no, you got to go now. You got to win right now. This is an opportunity. And when push came to shove, they didn't. They didn't go for it. And his attitude, meaning Preller, I understand his argument back in his press conference, saying our pitchers need to step up and, p- and pitch the way they're capable of pitching. And he, and he didn't say out loud, but he's right. We traded for four pitchers already, you yes. assholes. Correct. I've already done my job. I traded for four. Now you want me to trade for two more, three more? Yeah. So I understand his anger. I
1: mean, Keone Keller gets hurt. Yeah, but he, I mean, he
0: gets hurt. You traded for Musgrove. You traded for Darvish, right? You traded for Clevenger Pagan, a year ago.
1: You signed Melanson.
0: Yeah, you traded for guys to do their, you re, their job.
1: You rebuilt. You traded for Snell, Altavella. I mean, yeah. all these guys that are that are there.
0: Yeah. So he, in yeah. his mind, where and I wish you would have said it straight out. I've did my job. Now it's time yeah. for them to do their job.
1: Yeah. Which he he, he kind, kind of said did. that part. Not that, the that part, part about my yeah. job, but yeah. yeah.
0: But he did. He did. He traded for pitching. Mm-hmm. And the guys he traded for aren't playing up to what their reputation Correct. Is. And he's frustrated by it. I understand that. But it wasn't working. It's not working right now. I mean, yeah. unfortunately, when you look at the schedule, you and I went through it and said August really benefits the Padres. But when they broke it down on MLB Networks and the Padres had the fifth toughest schedule for the remainder of the year, it's it's a little scary and you see how well the reds are doing and how the reds have all these gimme games against the pirates coming up and you go and you only have a four game lead over the reds yeah what if you don't make the playoffs at all not even that yeah. one game and you go i don't know what the price for scherzer was i don't know and scherzer again had the chance to veto anything
1: that's what happened okay i saw that right yes so what john hayman reported
0: exactly so you know boris and and scherzer and to where he wants to go and everything else i understand that but it doesn't mean you don't go get another starting pitcher. There are other starting pitchers out there that people are want well, to say, Snell tonight pitches ass off. As we do the show, Snell had a great game tonight. Needed to. Needed, fuck, you aren't kidding. Paddock's hurt now. Yeah. Darvish didn't win a game in all of July. I yeah. mean, people want to talk about the whole spider Tag thing. Nobody has been more affected than Darvish since spider Tag has been yeah. basically taken away. And you go, well, fuck, you know, what are you going to do to say, is this the year to win a World Series when you're starting pitching? isn't getting the job done.
1: Well, to me, what I would say is, I tell you as a Twins fan, the window closes very, very quickly. Very quickly. Twins have been a playoff team since 18, and they were fucking the biggest sellers going last week.
0: Them and the Cubs.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah, Cubs were world the champions.
0: Nationals get rid of everybody, but Soto, yes.
1: Yes, and, and started unloading. You're right. Twins did not win the World Series in 16. Um, I don't know what the story is money-wise there with the Cubs, right? It appears that the Ricketts family may have got in over their head with some of the construction. That's what you hear. I don't know it to be true. But to me, Dave, when the story comes out, that Boris was upset about the idea of moving Hosmer and then wielded the power to Mike Rizzo. And what a fucking joke, if that's true, by the Nationals. You're going to let Mike, uh, you're gonna let Scott Boris tell you how to run your team. They say
0: Scott Boris basically does run the Nationals because he represents so many of their guys. You know? Yeah.
1: So what John Heyman reported was that the Padres asked for Trey Turner, were told he's not available, and then ultimately that word got out as to what was being offered. And the rumor that we heard was that Boris got it to Friedman. Yeah. And when Boris got it to Friedman, then Friedman was able to see the cards you had and up the ante, I guess. Ruiz,
0: because Ruiz was supposed to be untouchable.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, if you're putting Hassel in the deal for Joey Gallo. Yes. And we just say hypothetically $40 which you heard with Hosmer Preller they know what they have in Turner and with Scherzer how many of those fucking guys would have been in that deal Dave you can't tell me he was trying to make that deal with just one no you got to figure Abrams is going in that deal right and Hassel yes and maybe Gore
0: and maybe Gore
1: uh, Compasano? I, yeah. I mean, the I...
0: traded basically their, their number one catcher, na- nationally the number one catcher, plus their number one pitcher in gray.
1: Camposano would have gone in that deal. Hassel probably would have gone in that deal. Abrams would have gone in that deal. To me, if you're getting Scherzer and you're getting Trey Turner in that deal, uh, I- I'm telling you, I might put all four of those fuckers in. I really do. Yeah, The window is closing. Gore is nowhere close to being ready to go. Compassano, we've seen up here, right? I get it. It's a small sample size. And and I heard the argument made the other day with Gwynn and Ello, and, and I, I get it, is that at one point, Chicago White Sox said, yeah, we're going to go for it. We're getting James Shields, and we'll move Fernando Tatis Jr., and those kind of moves can blow up. I thought it was a really great point that those guys made. But the difference being is that this team, the window that you have for Machado is now. Yes. The window is now. It's not five years from now when or three years from now when Gore and Hassel and Abrams are ready to go. So trust your system. Trust your scouts that you can find guys and go fucking get it. But if Scott Boris has the power to wield over the nationals to say, No, you're not trading anybody to San Diego because our feelings are hurt. I don't know what more you can do. So
0: well again, there are other pitchers that you you could have gone out and got. I mean again Danny Duffy. You know what though, as much as I said I didn't want Duffy and was yeah. goofing on Duffy, no, I, I mean and all that stuff, his numbers aren't bad, but at least he's another starting pitcher. The I Padres are in desperate need. Yeah. What they have right now isn't enough to make you feel secure. The- that they can make a serious run at a World Series this year. The, if they do, they do. But right now, on paper, it doesn't feel that way.
1: Blue Jays gave up their two and four prospect yes. to get Barrios. We've talked about Barrios here a lot. Pitch great for Toronto the other day. Very much like what you saw from Blake Snell tonight. Pitch great. The problem is, Dave, he is not consistently great. Now, maybe he goes up there, changes scenery, pitches his ass off, helps the Blue Jays win a series. But talk to Twins fans. When your ERA is consistently riding around four and four and change, dude, that's tough. It means your team's gotta score five fucking runs every night. You're the ace? To me, dude, an ace is a guy who's two and change. Not not consistently four. And if you're gonna go into that and you're gonna give up I mean, were you gonna give up Abrams in that deal? I mean It feels like that's pretty close to what the Twins got. I'm sure
0: that's what they're, yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much what the Twins got. Abrams and Gore. Yeah.
1: But with with a little better upside probably currently, definitely the pitcher over Gore, not saying that the kid that they got from uh, Vanderbilt is better than Abrams. I don't know, but at least he's ready to go. So the Twins cleaned up. But... For a guy that has been very inconsistent, so yeah, and and listen, if Tatis is done, and they're going to do the shoulder right now, and you're going to have to ride with Kim at short or Cronenworth at short and try to put Fraser in at second, you're fucking done.
0: You're fucking as soon as Tatis. If Tatis goes ahead and ends up with the surgery, yeah, you're done. And you're done, right? It's a shame because you're looking at a long recovery for, for the whole thing. But at the same time, it feels like a ticking time bomb. This is now the third time this year that the shoulder thing has, has become something well, serious. Well,
1: you've got that, and you've got Lamette. Yes. And you have – I mean, let's just start with the rotation. Lamette's
0: not a starting pitcher anymore because he can't be.
1: How do you describe Paddock?
0: I'm not a Paddock fan at all. I mean, I'm, I'm not. He's, he's yeah. inconsistent. He's. We all know what Paddock is the last two years. He is what he is.
1: Yeah, and you don't have – Patino at AAA, and Gore ready to come up. Not at all. And contribute. So as you look at the five, Darvish is starting to struggle, gives up a fucking 400-foot home run. To the pitcher. Yeah. Uh, Snell pitched great tonight. Musgrove is insanely inconsistent, right? Yes. Uh, Paddock hurt. And and who's the fifth? Weathers hasn't done well. Yeah, I mean, Weathers is a kid. He had a bad month. Trying to find his way. So you go, okay, I could kind of live with that, but it is what it is. But, yeah, and I feel like I'm missing some. Oh, Lamette was the guy. Yeah, Lamette was supposed to be in that rotation. You have no reason for optimism with Mackenzie Gore at this point. No. And you don't really have, I mean, who are you going to tell me? Reggie Lawson? I mean, who are we looking at? Then you go, let's go around the infield. Hosmer right now has got to feel like, I mean, he's sliding into first base the other night, trying to trying to get people back on his side. The rest of the infield, you go Cronenworth, Tatis when he's healthy, Machado. Frazier. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I don't, I don't get the point of the
0: Frazier deal. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. You like, trade
1: for a guy who's on the bench tonight.
0: It, that makes zero sense. The guy who's leading the league in hits is is on the bench tonight. And I understand Fam played tonight, and Fam let off the game with the home run, and it worked. But it doesn't make any sense. It's like you are you're have an all-star second baseman. You traded for another all-star second baseman. Yeah. You have the best bullpen in baseball, yet you improve your bullpen. It doesn't – hey, let's go with areas in need.
1: Yeah, and Fam kind of bounced back. He did. And now he's in trouble. Grisham – is probably going to lose his job after being a gold glover last year because he can't fucking hit. And Myers, to me, is just like, you look up, and Myers has become a role guy. They finally blew out Mateo today. Yes, thank God. And you go, all right. uh, I just, Dave, I, I look at it, and I go, man, there's a lot to like, and there are a lot of things where you go, what is the vision? Right? When you built this team, you go, Dude, there are so many things where you go, what was the vision here? Like, what were we Dude, that's doing? how I
0: felt since he got the job, meaning Preller. When he got the job and he went after all those big-name guys that everybody knew, I was like, cool, the vision is to win right now, this year. Yep. Not even a year later, everybody's gone. Kimbrell's gone, Upton's gone. They're getting rid of guys yeah. all over the place. And you're going, okay, now the vision's to go young. And then they've gone young now for a long time, and here we are. And when it, almost to the finish line of making a run, we all think this is a World Series team possibly because you hear Padre fans go, this is a great team. When you're in third place in a five-team division, it's not a great team. It's a good team. Yeah. Not not great. Not World Series great yet. And then just at the end and go, fuck it. Hands up in the air, we're done. And that was before Tatis was out.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I look at this right now. I go Machado, Stud, Tatis, Stud when healthy. Yes. Cronenworth, stud. Yes. And then I go around and you go, and the other five guys are a huge question mark. Behind the dish, Caratini and Nola, right? Hosmer is shot. Myers, average. Uh, Grisham, whatever, is a guy. And Pham is playing it out. Fam won't be back here next year. So then you go, all right, so who are we going to be next year? Is it going to be Cronenworth in left, right? Uh, Maybe Grisham in center. Maybe Myers in right. (laughs) Maybe Osmer. And then you go Frazier to tease Machado. Who the fuck's catching next year, right? Like, and, and let's look at the rotation. You go. You
0: know, Noel only has like 28 career home runs.
1: Yeah, you go. He's in his 30s. Clevenger should be back next year, but sorry that I'm the guy going, well, he's coming off of Tommy John, so sorry that I'm a dick and not expecting an 18-win season out of Clevenger. And by the way, is a walkaway free agent after next year.
0: Yeah, so it's Snell, isn't it? Is Snell Snow one Snow's more year? Got, no, Snell's got a few years. Oh, that's left great. Get that. yeah. him under control.
1: Yeah, so you go, <laughs> Clevenger's your guy.
0: Don't you try and trade Snell in the offseason thinking someone thinks they can fix him?
1: Fuck, man. I mean, this team, you know, we sit here and we laugh about the Nationals. Dude, it's not crazy to think that could be the Padres in the next two years.
0: Yeah, the difference is the Nationals have a ring to go through their, their, yeah. their pain and suffering.
1: Cubs had a ring. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be that crazy to look at it because, I mean, look, I, I don't think, I think fam has gone. Right? Myers, you got to get through next year. You got one more year of Myers, and then he's off the books. Uh, Hosmer, after next year, it changes to 13. Well,
0: the money, he's, but he's still here. You got
1: to stare at him still. He's still here, but maybe he's your, fuck, Dave, is he even your DH?
0: Do you want him as your DH?
1: Fuck, I don't want him at first. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe he's your new greeter. <laughs> um, but but the problem is when I look at this team realistically I feel like unfortunately we're starting to slide down the rope yes. before ringing the bell I'm with you and that's frustrating I, think and the, I and I feel, sorry Dave, I feel really really bad for Pete Seidler
0: well I do too I mean, so when you go okay, who do you blame? I blame AJ I blame well, AJ
1: Well, I blame the players, number one. Well, I do,
0: but A.J. is the one that picks the players. And more so do I I blame the players so much is that I blame A.J. for keeping the same guys that are in charge of developing the players because I can't figure out how come these guys aren't Major League Baseball ready. Eventually, when you pay guys as much as you pay Machado and Tatis you got to have guys that are making the minimum. Yeah. And those are the guys you're calling up from your system.
1: They should be coming up.
0: They should be coming up. And ready
1: to go. Composano should be here.
0: This is a major problem in the organization. People go, no, it's not. It, it's a major problem. Every team has, has those guys, those guys yeah. that make the minimum.
1: That come up and make solid contributions. Yes.
0: And then you have them under control for six years.
1: Yeah. Cronenworth's not making any money. And you got them in a trade. I get that. It was a throwing. You did a good job there. But I just look right now, and I go, fuck, man. How long are we looking at before Hassel's here? And CJ. CJ's here making a contribution. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then Gore doesn't look like we're going to see Gore this year, where it's, again, it's now six seasons since Gore has been drafted.
1: Well, that to me is unbelievable. That is a 30 for 30. How the guy went from being one of the top five prospects in baseball to what is he now, around 88? Yeah.
0: Some people dropped him out of the top 100.
1: Holy fuck. Holy fuck.
0: Who fucked that up? Well, that's the thing, right? Everyone wants the point at, at Rothschild.
1: Well, I don't know that that is. I'm not a Larry fan. I don't, I don't But Larry know.
0: hasn't seen him in months. Right. It's not Larry right now.
1: Yeah. What happened?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Crazy as but,
1: hell. But, I mean, Pete Seidler continues to write checks and has opened up the checkbook and has approved a lot of things. A lot of things that Ron Fowler may or may not have. I don't know for sure. But, God damn, Dave. I don't know. It, fe- it feels like we're going the wrong direction.
0: It does. Unfortunately, it does. It's, it's, it's an interesting time. The team you want to take a quick look at, of course, is going to be the Reds. You want to see what are the Reds doing because they're the team chasing it. It almost feels like it's possible for them to get to the Giants. I mean, and and it could be it's possible for the Dodgers to get to the Giants. It
1: was, that's as flat as I've seen this team Saturday night as I've seen them in a long time. Now they bounce back Sunday and get the win.
0: Is that weird that the Rockies have only won 13 games on the road the whole year? And then the majority of them are against the Padres?
1: Dude, that team, watching that team on Saturday, I was like, oh my God. Brendan Rogers. Hey. Right? How that team, like if you think you have the opportunity to re sign John Gray and Trevor Story, then trade them and try to re sign them. And now you go, dude, we double dipped. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting there Saturday night, and I go, shit, at least I'm not a Rockies fan.
0: No kidding. That was that was nuts. That whole thing was crazy. A story was so pissed that he wasn't traded. Yeah, that they had to bench him the next day because yeah. he was he was out of control. And then Gray straight out didn't want to. Um, Gray didn't didn't want to be traded. Where he told everyone, "Don't trade me." Shh,
1: I'd have been like, "Hey, you hey, don't. Hey,
0: fuck off! Don't tell us what you, to do."
1: Yeah, you shut your mouth. <laughs> fuck off. Yeah, this is me telling you. Shh. <laughs> Enough out of you. Hush. Quiet. Be quiet. Quite big mouth. <laughs> Enough.
0: Hey, want to mention Brian Curry. Brian Curry is the person you need to talk to when it comes to selling your home. It's a crazy time right now. A friend of mine just went through the process and they were stressing out where they sold their home, they got a tremendous amount of money, didn't know when to jump in, and they did. They just jumped in right now and figured out, you know we got our home back. The difference is they paid a ton of money. A ton of money as far as which direction they went. Now, hey, financially, does it work for you? You got to talk to Brian Curry to figure out what the best move is. Is now the time to sell your home? Are you ready to move into that new home in the right neighborhood for you? Is this the wrong time? Brian Curry can answer all your questions. This is the most important asset you have, and that's your home. Make sure you call Brian Curry. He'll answer all your questions. He's great to deal with. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Six one nine two five one one five eight eight.
1: Dave, so often you hear from people that have a home on the market, and because you live there every day, you start to cherry-pick, maybe a little bit like we're doing with the Padres right now, and you're picking everything apart, and you go, ah, I hate the counters, I hate the bathroom, the shower's too small, all these kind of things. So you start to mentally diminish the value of your own home. That's why you need a guy like Brian who's going to come in and has the experience to say, you're fine. We're not going to cut the price. This is the price we're going to put. But that comes with what Dave and I talked about, 20 years of experience and doing it at the highest level. If there's Any of us who are homeowners understand the pressure when you start signing those documents and you're locking into that 30-year loan. doesn't matter if it's conventional or, or VA, whatever. When you're signing that paperwork, it's pretty wild. You want to make sure that the home you're stepping into getting those keys to... Is your dream home and Brian Curry can help you find that dream home.
0: Taylor May Pools, the perfect pool for you is just around the corner. One of my close friends has wrapped up their pool on Saturday, sent me pictures of everything that was done. You could have a pool just as awesome as this. All you have to do is talk to Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools. Make your backyard a staycation. More than just pools with Alan Taylor. Make sure you give him a call and he'll design everything for you, show what it will look like before it's done. Absolutely fantastic ideas over there with Taylor May Pools, 619 449. Four four five two six one nine four four nine four four five two.
1: Tell you two guys that would love a tailor-made pool in the backyard. That'd be Kate and Jack Dotseth, who today, full pads, playing football at Helix. And uh, I said, how you doing? Well, it was a little hot out there. And I said, yeah, <laughs> no kidding, huh? Yeah, we think we're okay. I go, what are you going to do? Go home, take a shower, have dinner, go to bed. And tomorrow they start day one of ninth oh, wow. grade. What a week. So yes, uh, as we talked about it, um, the idea right now, and you're seeing it, gosh, I think Dave and Julian today, it was 90, Ramona, it's 100, weather is crazy hot right now, and if you're sitting out there watching the cactus grow, you should be using that backyard to your benefit, and no better way to do it than with a tailor-made pool.
0: Also, Dan Williams is who you want to talk to when it comes to investing your money, saving your money, and getting the most out of your money. Again, Dan Williams does the Bar Smart Two Minute Tuesday on YouTube. You can check out this week's episode. Very easy. Just look for Dan Williams. Again, Dan Williams is a guy that will help you get out of debt and help you buy your first home. 858 688 6813. 858 688 6813.
1: Congratulations to Dan as a fellow King's season ticket holder. Pretty exciting. He got locked in for his games. I got locked in for my games. Uh, it's fun. And you can put your money to work for you so that you're able to pay your bills, make sure you stay out of debt, and then be able, right now, as more things open up to be able to have that little bit of cushion, that little bit of disposable income to go out and do the things you want to do to recharge your batteries. But you can't do it if your credit's low. That's why borrow smart, repay smart is so beneficial to me, so beneficial to Dave, and it will be to you as well. It starts there, then it goes for your ability to buy a car or do some of the littler things you need. With the ultimate goal of buying a house, 858-688-6813.
0: Also, what's your website doing for you? If you're in the process of starting your own business or you have a business where the website isn't working correctly, Kyle Fluger can drive more traffic to your website. He's a genius. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621.
1: Flug's writing to us today may not be in the Swiss Alps, Dave. Yeah. He may not be water skiing in Belize. What else could he be doing? Walking the tight wire like uh, Walenda? I mean, the kid's all over the world. He just sent us a note and said, what do you think about a Dave and Jeff fantasy football league? I like the sound of that a lot. Let's do it. All right, so uh, we'll get together with Flugs, get some details together, and then we'll get those details to you uh, so you can all participate. We'd love to have you, but I appreciate Flugs reaching out. Yeah, if your website's not performing, that means your bottom line's not performing. Let Kyle help you get to that spot.
0: All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We got three of them today. It's August 3rd. We're going to start off with Tom Brady.
1: Tom Brady.
0: 44. Is, he's 44 years old. Now, look, this is Tom Brady's money. Not, this is not combined with Giselle's money. Uh, $100 million. $250 million.
1: Wow, good for him.
0: Combined with Giselle, $650 million. Whoa. Not too bad.
1: Not too shabby. Martha Stewart. Not too shabby there either. I kind of like a girl with an edge. Jailbird. I think old Jailbird's going to be 73. 80 years old. No shit. Yeah. She's in the yes column. Uh, I'm going to say she's 400 million.
0: Exactly right.
1: God, she's even more in the yes column.
0: That's really good. Let's see how good you are at this one. Tony Bennett.
1: Tony Bennett. Who is I thought gonna, was dead. Uh, 93. Close, 95. Uh, He's going from rags to riches. The fucking song's <laughs> great.
0: The song's fucking great. Nobody hates Tony Bennett,
1: right? Nobody hates Tony Bennett. He's the man. Who do you love more, Tony Bennett or his hairpiece? <laughs> It kind of one in the same. I'm gonna say uh, 41 million dollars. 200 million. No shit.
0: Yep. Good for him. 95. He has 200 million. What's he doing with that money?
1: God damn. All Holes right. And deals.
0: Here yeah. we go. Five random questions. What's the your go to movie to make you laugh out loud?
1: No doubt about it.
0: Uh, Step brother. I watched it yesterday. Followed by Napoleon Dynamite.
1: I haven't seen Napoleon Dynamite in a long time. This is fucking funny as shit. Rex Quando is. Amazing. When you
0: said sweep the leg, do you remember when they go to Rex Kondo for the first time? Yeah, and he, and he slaps
1: he, uh, Kip he, yeah, right in the fucking but head. Kip, do
0: you remember Kip's first move? He like goes down to his hands and then sweeps his leg.
1: Yeah. And, and Rex Kondo is so great in that movie, in the grandma. But, uh, I mean, Uncle Rico, when he hits him with that, oh just takes the steak off his plate. That's my Kip. favorite scene in the movie. Kip's trying to cut that steak for about 15 minutes. <laughs> and Uncle Rico just chucks it. Uh, Step Brothers, though, will uh, will always win.
0: You know what made me laugh out loud in that movie? Step Brothers is one of those movies where I laugh at something different all the time. And I've yeah. seen it 80 times. Right. It was the scene where it's the birthday party where they're right before they present the whole boats and hose thing. Yeah. Prestige worldwide. Yeah. And they give uh, the golf club to Derek. Yeah. And he's acting like, say hello to my little friend. And yeah. everyone's doing the f- laughing. And, and then you, know, you got Wolf who does the fake, like, hey, get it, Scarface. And Rob Riggle just looks <laughs> at him, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and dude, not, I'm in there laughing in that stupid hotel room, watching the stupid dude, shit. We just out of nowhere. Rob Riggle is up.
1: but that whole dinosaur scene at the end, when you find out he ad libbed it, dude, it's so great. He's singing. And when uh, my kids like when Mary Steenburgen tells uh, when the doctor angel face says, uh, you're an enabler and you are a keeper.
0: Yeah. <laughs> my favorite scene is Horatio Sands with the Joel. So joy. great.
1: Take your skank
0: hooker wife and get the, yeah, fuck, get out the fuck out of here. Get
1: the fuck out of here. Yes. Stepbrothers. Good. Oh, my God. All day long.
0: If you could change careers right now, this second, yes. what would you be?
1: Well, I like that. Uh, I'd probably be, uh, you know, I'd probably be the founder of Facebook.
0: (laughs) Not Amazon.
1: Oh, shit. That's pretty good. Tesla. Yeah. Right. Um.
0: All three are little weird guys though, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're all fucking nuts. Um, what do I do? I do something working for the pods. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Just. There's just something, pods are the angels. That's cool. There's something about going to the big A that's pretty fun, too. That's cool. But either one of those. What about you?
0: You know, I always said if I had to do it all over again, I would have been a school teacher. I would have I would have liked to have te- been a teacher. But, yeah, if I could do any job in the world, I'd be a major league baseball manager. I mean, how great is Dude, that? Dude,
1: right? Yeah. Hanging out?
0: Not a GM. Fuck that. I'd, no. be a, I'd, be, I'd be a manager.
1: Yeah, or scout.
0: All right, this one's right for you. What, what's the most memorable book you've ever read?
1: Oh, uh perfect one. Um kindness of strangers. Really? Yeah, Mike McIntyre told this story uh he had just gone through a breakup. Yeah. And he was in San Francisco and he had seen the movie Cape Fear. So he circled Cape Fear on a map and he determined that he was going to hitchhike across the country without a penny. And he, no food, the whole thing. And it's the story of the people he met that shared their stories with him, the struggles of going, you know, days at a time with no food or anything else. But he, uh, he hitchhiked from San Francisco to Cape Fear, just kind of in a way to find himself. But kindness of some strangers, Mike McIntyre, one of my all-time favorites. Um, I'm reading a really fun book right now. I posted this on social media the other day. William Murray, funny, right? Everybody called him Bill. Bill was my uh, customer at Del Mar. And he wrote for the New Yorker. And he wrote racetrack mysteries. The main character is a guy named Shifty Lou Anderson, who is a sleight-of-hand magician. And all the mysteries take place around the racetrack. Well, the first one is Tip on a Dead Crab, which is tough to find. But it takes place in Del Mar. So he's, it was written in like 82 or 83. But the whole thing is talking about, you know, hanging out at Del Mar, hanging out at Bullies, up and down the 101, a little bit along the line of what we talk about with Matt Coyle. Uh, but Bill did it. And then he's got When the Fat Man Sings. But one of his favorites, or one of my favorites that he wrote, was a book called King of the Nightcap, which takes place at Caliente. So it's Shifty Lou, the uh, sleight of hand magician, getting into trouble down at Caliente in Tijuana, and it's uh, it's fucking great. But that, and then my boxing book, Dave, just one other one is The Fight by... Oh, give you two boxing books, because I know some of these guys pay attention. The Fight by Norman Mailer, um, talking about uh, Foreman Ali, but... Shit, Dave, now when I think about books that have really, really impacted me, Ghosts of Manila by Mark Cram, who wrote about uh, the third Ali Frazier fight. Holy fuck, that book gives me chills thinking about it. Yeah, Mark Cram, Ghosts of Manila, sports-wise, would probably be Ghosts of Manila and Mike McIntyre. For sports fans, Mark Cram, I cannot recommend that book enough. Unbelievable, talking about what those guys went through for the thriller in Manila, find the Sports Illustrated article that it started as. It it you can Google Mark Cram tonight, uh, Ollie Fraser, and read it online. It's so fucking good. Oh, crazy! What about you?
0: You know what? I, there's not a lot of books that I say stand out in my in my mind. I mean, I, I read read a lot. Obviously, a lot of biographies, autobiographies. Um, I remember when, when Tuesdays with Maury came out yeah. and read that. And I remember it was, I think the first book that I ever read where I started reading it right from the beginning after I finished the book. Yeah. You know, really you know I mean? good. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was really good. Um, Mitch album's done, you know, some things that, that I've enjoyed the five people you meet in heaven, all that yeah. stuff. But I'm not, uh, in my life, I don't think I've read a hundred books. I think probably somewhere between 50 and 75 total. Like I, I don't think I've ever got into reading that way. And my, my, thought process was I can watch a movie in two hours. It's going to take me, you know, a week and a half to read a book.
1: Yeah. I try to read two chapters a day. Yeah. All right, here we go. What's
0: this happened to me yesterday? So I'm going to throw this at you. What's the, what's the biggest misstep you've ever taken?
1: Uh, defined misstep. What do you mean?
0: Okay. Well, stepped in it. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of embarrassed yourself. Like I embarrassed myself twice in the same day with an hour apart and I just felt terrible about it.
1: Yeah, I've been lucky in the fact that I, I haven't, well, Mike DiGiovanna is the one that always comes to mind, because Mike was the Angels beat writer, and I locked up. I, Wait, was it one of those
0: where you're driving home and going,
1: fuck? Yes, to this day. <laughs> I could not say Mike DiGiovanna, yeah. to the point Dave did nothing to help, Horton's a fucker, he did nothing to help, so we'd have to say, Mike, let people know who you are. Hi, everybody, I'm Mike DiGiovanna, and I'm the Angels beat writer for the LA Times, thank you. Um, that is, yeah, that's a hundred percent. used to, and, and this is, <laughs> this is
0: how it would go. You would get so mad at Horton and me. Yeah. And you'd go, well, what the fuck? What do you want me? <laughs> this is off there. What do you want me to do? You'd be, I'd be in the studio with Jeff so I could hear him, but then you'd yeah. do the talk back button to, uh, to Horton and you'd go, this fucking guy, because he laughs at everything. Yeah. Couldn't book Nancy gay or Mike Crumpacker, John Crumpacker John <laughs> <laughs> and i was like
1: you deflected it on me right I away want, i wanted to bring dick trickle on to talk indies you i couldn't do that or talk nascar you couldn't talk to him what happened
0: no, there no same thing it was, a, it was a mess all right so yesterday i'm at uh i'm at target and i had to get, get Didn't uh, you guys used to have we kid? did jordan alvarez yeah, yeah for josh fields who wouldn't oh, in baseball anymore oh okay Just works at the it. fair <laughs> in orange county um Dodgers just gave up a two-run home run. Jeff's giving me shit. So um, I'm at Target buying Tylenol in Atterville. just had a real banger of a headache, okay? Okay. And the person who's checking me out is transgendering from um, male to female, okay?
1: Why can't you just check out? Why do you have to talk?
0: That was my plan. It really d- doesn't bother me. Do whatever you want. I, 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 I honestly, does not bother. me. I am not saying it for on air. I really, just want people to be happy. Right. Person's name is Alex. Okay. And they give me my my bag back. You know, after I check out, and I go, "Thanks, dude." And then the whole demeanor changed, and I, it, on them, and I and I pissed them off. Yeah, upset them.
1: Is Alex going from male to female? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Alex looked like a guy, but started to have tits. And I said, thanks, dude. And the face just fucking broke.
1: Dude, you're, you're, you got to get... You what gotta, do you want? I just you told
0: gotta, you. I misstepped. You got to be better. Okay. It gets worse. Of course. <laughs> an hour later, I go to my game to manage, but I'm there an hour early. And uh, I'm with all these moms of the game that are that's playing before me. And they're getting up and they're taking video of their uh, sons who are batting. And this lady comes back and sits in front of me. And I said excuse me, I go, just to let you know, when colleges want to see videos of your son, they want video from the front. The, the videos from the back do no good. They want to see transfer of weight, their swing, the whole deal. So you want to be on the other side of the fence and get that angle. And she turned and looked at me. She goes, that's my boyfriend. It's not my son. And Boyfriend? Yeah. And I'm looking at her and her face looked 18, but her body and hair looked, Fucking 48.
1: Is <laughs> it brandy love?
0: And all the moms that were sitting around me were like, fuck. Like they were so embarrassed for me. Did they all know? Yeah, they all knew. And I was like, shit. And there's nothing I could say back. What what do you do to fix that?
1: You go, you just give her the thumbs up. Good on you.
0: She hot? No, she was, dude, she was the oldest looking 18 year old of all time. No, she wasn't old. She just looked old. Her face looked 18, but her hair was she looked like the mom from the Goldbergs.
1: Did she uh is she Benita uh, Brad Benjamin's sister? Oh my god, dude. That was embarrassing. Yeah. Dude, you uh what do you want me to do?
0: I just told you. I misstepped. It's just,
1: it's just what's great is I love that you have the balls to give anybody advice on anything and then you come in here and just talking about a fucking Neanderthal you are. I am. You're just fucking I am. you're the closest thing to ape. <laughs> to ape. You just fucking sit over there and eat peanut butter sandwiches. Jesus. And we'll just-
0: I, like it. I was like, this is why I never sit in the stands. What the fuck?
1: Yeah. Just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. That's you right. know, it's like, you ever <laughs> sit here and go, why would Josh go to Nashville? Because he got the fuck away from that. God. Poor Rita. <laughs> She's got the blood of saints running through her veins. She's oh, my goddamn God. Goddamn angel. Oh, my God. Yeah. What the well, hell is going on good here? Good fucking job. <laughs> what, a, what a mess. Yeah. And, you know, you should fucking send a note up to Alex's manager and say, hey, I didn't mean anything by it, and I wish you all the best moving forward. But you just fucking skipped on out of there, skipped in my loo, and moved on with your day, and you upset her. She probably, right now, Alex probably wants to be her. Yeah. Yeah. See, why can't you just say thanks, Alex? That's why they wear the fucking name tag.
0: Dude, I don't know. just—I I just said thanks, dude. It just came out.
1: Dude, dice glaze like you're a fucking thug.
0: That's fine. That's fine. Okay, at least I admit my shortcomings.
1: Yeah, plenty of them. Keep a fucking. There, there are keep a notebook of it. Um, I'm all fucked up on the days. Are we back here Thursday? Sure. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we'll come back Thursday night. Thank you to everybody who has supported this show. We're going to have to
0: push back next week, too. It's not going to be Monday. Just so you know. I'll be at a wedding.
1: Who's getting married?
0: Christy's oldest son, Brandon, is getting married.
1: God, let's hope they don't ask you to speak. (laughs) (laughs) Just fucking sit in the back like the dipshit you are. Just sit there with your Bud Light cowboy hat on and fire in a dip and, Dude, and just don't uh, and why are they getting married on monday they,
0: they aren't, they're getting married on sunday but then there's a thing on monday afterwards. oh nice but, okay yeah that's fine all right all right speaking of that all right want me to tell you my third my third yeah issue? all right of course we want to hear okay. this okay so i'm watching i'm watching the olympics i'm in my hotel room this is uh sunday night and i'm watching the olympics and then i'm looking at my phone and and uh, she's texting me questions about the wedding about needs me to pick up some stuff to bring to Rita or Christy Christy. And she's asking me questions and she's like, are you getting annoyed by, by my text messages? And I'm like, well, I go, I'm watching this movie and you wouldn't believe it. But this 20 year old kid whose dad's out of town on a business trip for seven days fell on a skateboard and now has stitches in both hands and can't get his hands wet and he needs his stepmom to help him out, and he, your text messages kind of fucking things up. <laughs> She's like, "That's terrible." I go, "You can't get stitches wet," and you wouldn't believe it. On day four, the stepmom just came in and forgot the top to her bikini, and now she has to give the bath. And she, I go, "Your text messages aren't helping the movie." <laughs> and she goes, are "You watching porn?" I'm watching porn. <laughs> what <is the> <laughs> A lot. Did you not see? Didn't see the end of the movie. I don't know how it ended.
1: Yeah, of course. (laughs) Did you not see Geekster say she likes this show? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Did you
0: not? But I'm not editing. It's going to be in here. I'm not editing the show.
1: Did you not hear Katie Katie Temple?
0: Temple? (laughs) (laughs) Give us career advice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know you can't get
0: Stitches wet, Jeff.
1: God damn it, Katie. (laughs) You know that. You've watched enough Grey's Anatomy. You're a fucking wreck. Do me a favor, okay? You got forty eight hours. Try to utilize some of that time getting your fucking shit together again. Okay. All right. We'll try. You're fucking idiot. We'll try. We'll see you Thursday.
0: All right.
3: But I ran it anyway. Soundproof fence and a handyman cussing no on TV. What Californian cuts their own Christmas tree? Boy, you better watch out for that sneaky back screen door. I laughed so hard. I'm the little that I dreamed that I'd best not get to be when we had so much fun there.